Josh, you know, I was driving through Ballarat the other day and I thought, if I was looking for a house here, I would be inundated with different beautiful houses to well, buy. And how would you know? Well, well, one, there's many, 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 many houses to buy in Ballarat. And I would definitely be using Jealous Craig in Ballarat. You know why, Sam? Why, Josh? Because they've supported us on our journey and they want to support you on your journey. Whether you're buying, renting, selling a property yep. in the Ballarat and wider community, the team at Jealous Craig and Ballarat will look after all your needs when trying to buy, sell, and rent properties in the Ballarat area. Josh? That's the team at Jealous Craig and Ballarat. Sad day, Josh. It's a sad time to be doing this podcast, isn't it? I don't want to start too glumly, but um, I see. I think we have to. We have to. We have to. We're talking to the community, to our uh, podcast community, to the unusual community. And unfortunately, Josh, we lost a member. We said goodbye to one of the members of the Bromley Lynch family this week. We, our family dog Barney, unfortunately, had to um, go up to heaven. Yeah, uh, sixteen years old, Maltese Shih Tzu. Let me paint the description of young Barney. So black and white Maltese Shih Tzu, uh, quite furry. I would, I like to describe him as the pokey dog. Yeah. So people who love the pokies and bingo usually have these dogs in the front seat of their car on their lap. Um, but he was ours. We didn't, he didn't, we didn't need to go to the pokies he for was, him to be ours. He was no fuss. No fuss, absolutely no fuss at all. Um, constantly as a young child, loved to try and get out the gate and run. Always him. Just run out Always the just like, And like he was, he was on Forest Street, which yep. is the street we grew up on. More often than he was in our backyard. Yep. Dad had stress about and anxiety about the side gate, not yep. letting Barney in and out. He found ways to get no, out. He found ways to get Dug out. Holes. And then, like, eventually he was, he'd was he get out and then, like, you'd go looking for him. Like, one of our best mates actually said to me yesterday, you know, we'd get the SES crew out to go and look for him. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, everyone would have to drop what they're doing to go yeah, look go for Barney. Barney. off to Barney. Cu- couple on the bikes, yeah. couple on foot, couple <laughs> and in the cars. It, it really changed the game when we started driving. <laughs> it hands, didn't it? We, he, he had nowhere to run. Far. Sam, it was like Grand Theft Auto, yeah. you know, like for Barney. Like, he had nowhere to go. We were, at times we had to be the five stars. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get helicopter no, no, um, no. assistance to come in and look for Barney. But, Sam, it was... Fuck, so I remember my language, but it was sad. It was like horrible. it was horrendous to do. It um, was. He was such a beautiful dog. I'm about to cry now thinking about him. Well, we, we wanted to let people know and let people in that, because it's very common, Josh. Like people have animals, they have dogs, they have cats, they have pets of any sort, and it, they become a part of their life. I wouldn't say that, Bar- like Barney, Josh. Fucking tough dog, man. Tough, right? Because he was never right. an inside dog. No, but he was an inside mid. No, like, he was. I'm sorry, but like so, the football connotation analogy, but he wasn't was as soft. Tough. He like, was as tough as yeah. they come. There's dogs you see now who would like basically got vaccinations Mate. at the Wahoo because, yeah. you know, their, their owners don't let them like outside. Dirt allergy for yeah. a dog, you know, like. And he just – people would say it's dog abuse, but uh, no, absolutely Fuck not. that, Sam. No, no I know. it's not. No, I know. It's called knowing your dog. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he would be out in a Ballarat winter. He did 14 Ballarat winters, mate. 14 Ballarat winters. Outside. Cold out there, mate. We, towards the end, we ended up putting him in the shed that had a little heater in it. 
yeah. which was fantastic yeah, for him. Yeah, he loved that. Yeah, he loved that. Remember when we had the wood fire in 2020? Oh. And he, we just had that sizzling through the day and he was he was loving that one. But then, Josh, his journey, he, he really mirrored the image of a baby boomer. When you really think about it, you know, lived in his town, did what he had to do for yeah. his you know, 70, Earned 80 crust. years. Yeah, earn his crust, live a harsh life. Yeah. And it all paid off in the end because he got to move down to Torquay and have a have a sea change. He did, and he he literally grew some grew a new lease on life he did, when he got he? down here. Like he was like, he was like he was going for coffee. He was like sort of like ailing a fair bit. Yeah. To, but then when we brought him down here in the summer of 2020, like he was like the sea change. He smelled the sea air. He took got him down the, the beach. Loved took it. him down the beach. I remember taking him down the beach for the first time, yapping. Yeah. Um. Didn't know what was going on. Imagine the sensation of the sand. Oh, he was loving it. He was loving it. And, you know, Sam, like the beautiful thing about um, dogs, like what the vet told us, is like how they just live in the present. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of lessons And that's what you could really gather from uh, little barnacles or spaghetti lips or (laughs) circles. Yeah, circles. Because he used to just do circles because he was so excited. Yeah. we just love him. We, we we love him. And he forever lives on in our heart. But this is an ode to you, our barnacles. Goodbye, mate. Goodbye. Josh, moving on. And it's hard not to get caught up in Matilda's fever at the moment. Yeah. Now, when this comes out, it'll be Monday. And we're actually recording this before the third place Decider, which, which sounds which sounds hard what, work. It's hard. Like I'm thinking from a sports psychology, like a psychological point of view. Like you've just come off the biggest two games, oh, yeah. of like two highs. Like the emotions that those anyone affiliated with that team have gone through, let alone the players. Like coming up, like down from the French game, building back up to the English game, scoring the fucking best goal ever. Yeah, um, by Sam, Sam Kerr. Yeah. And then two minutes, like five minutes later, going down again. Like the emotions that these people are going through, how do they get themselves up for a third place game? Well, you've got to just look at it like we're going for the third place in the world. Like you do, yeah. When you when you really think about it, not a not a footballing nation or a soccer nation. Yeah. Uh, to be potentially finishing third uh, at the World Cup is a phenomenal effort. But, Josh, you touched on one thing there. Yeah. And that was the goal of Sam Kerr, the captain Sam Kerr, which came in about the 60-odd minute. And we were sitting – so we planned all week, all our friends, our network of friends in Torquay, um, we went to Four Pines, so a brewery that had it on a massive big screen. And it was, mate, chockers, like chockers. I I went there for AFL grand final day in 2021 – when yep. we were out of lockdown oh, and it wasn't right. that busy. Like it was crazy. Um, so many people there. We were obviously a little bit flat when the English scored first. Yeah. But the moment that Sam Kerr scored. Oh, I'd love to was, know where the vision I, is. I just, I just want to bottle that up and if you were able to sell it, you'd make millions. Oh, that, you would. that emotion, it was, that feeling. Because it was randoms all like looking, like high-fiving. Jumping on each other. Jumping on each other. There was like nearly tears. Oh, it was phenomenal. Then, I reckon Sam, like two minutes later, she made another burst through the attack. Yeah. And that's when like I said, like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, who is this girl? Like, yeah. who is this person? Yeah. She was like, and that was the best Australian sporting moment I've ever seen that goal. Easy. 
Like easily. Without a doubt. Easily. Even though it didn't lead to the eventual like what we wanted to, but just that pure ecstasy for that like two minutes. And like you think it was like a FIFA goal. And when you see like the keeper going back and yeah. diving, you're like, Oh, she's in strife here. Yeah. And so when that hits the all onion bag. You what? say what? Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. And that's what got us to this little discussion we're going to chat about now, and that is the holy shit moments that have happened in our life yeah. that we've witnessed. And you just go, you've got no other words to describe holy it. Holy shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, so, Josh, well, let's go through some of them that we thought of. Uh, Josh, can I give you the context here? Yeah, please do. Sam, it's Sunday night. Yeah. You've come off a big weekend. Have I? Yeah. Okay. You've probably had a few at the Bluestone. Potentially. A few bars in Ballarat, bar mm-hmm. hopping, those types of things. Mm-hmm. You nestled down in front of mum and dad's heater to finish a Sunday night. You know, your heart rate's lowered. You're ready to go. Milo. You're having a Milo. You're probably having some toast. Yep. It's you and I. We're on the couch. Yep. One of you, and I think you're on the floor. We're watching the surfing. Yeah. All of a sudden- Bang, Mick Fanning gets attacked. By a shark. By a shark. Live television. By a shark. That's live television. That is what I like to call holy shit. A holy shit moment. And Josh, do you remember what happened when we did, when we saw that? You grabbed the remote and said change it. And you changed the channel. Yeah. Because you were too no, frightened. Because you were like, why are you changing the channel? Like, I don't want to see Mick Fanning get eaten. No, because we literally thought that it was about to get eaten by a shark. Hey, it looked exactly like a shark attack. It does. Yeah, and that's what exactly what happened. And that was a holy shit moment. Josh, another one for you. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Channel 10. Years and years ago. Probably early 2000s. Probably t- mid 2000s. Probably 2019 years ago. Yeah. What was a popular show back then? I'd like to say the OC. We've been on the run driving in the sun looking out for number one. California, here we come. The OC was a very popular show, a very popular relationship in that show was Ryan and Marissa. Yeah. Now, Ryan's brother, Trey, came into, uh, came for a visit to yeah. the OC, to the Orange County in 2000. He now, wanted to get a bit of a piece of the OC, you know, the out the back. Yeah. How come I don't have a pool house? Yeah. He was jealous. Yeah, as you would mm, be. Rightfully so. And there was a moment where they confronted because Trey had Attacked. physically assaulted Marissa. Which is not right. Which is not right. And Ryan is the wrong person you want to come across. Yeah. When he's angry. And unfortunately, Josh, Marissa had to break up the fight between yeah. – Ryan and Trey yeah, with a gun. I remember our lounge room. Who would have thought that in an American show there'd be a handgun involved <laughs> to be able to stop a fight? <laughs> what about just a little chit-chat? Yeah. Just talk it over. Yeah. Nah. Fisticuffs. Fisticuffs into and, and I believe lead through the body. And I believe Trey was about to smack him over the head with, with one telephone. of those. With a telephone. <laughs> yeah. See, that was quite brutal as a – Eight or that nine was a holy shit or ten I remember crying, Josh. Yeah, we mate, crying. we were blubbering we, we didn't mind Trey and just yeah. for two brothers, yeah. the that, emotional intelligence of us at that age to feel the connection between those two brothers and what would actually lead you to do that yeah. to each other. That's exactly that's right. That's what made us sad. That's like the warrior. Yeah. You know the movie Warrior? It, yeah. Right. Marissa. Shooting trade. That was number two. Holy Sa- fucking shit. Sam, Tuesday night also, but maybe a bit later. Six years later. Yeah. Channel seven. We've changed channels. Marissa, uh, Mal, 
in Pack to the Rafters dying in a car accident. For those that don't know, Pack to the Rafters is an extremely popular show. Carbo. The two, Carbo, The Florist, Next yeah. Door. Benny. Benny. All these. Dave Rafter. Dave Rafter. Just the dad you've you've always oh, wanted. And 100%. the mum, Rebecca Gibney. Oh. Just stunning. Stunning performance. And Mal, unfortunately, she she was with Ben yeah. in the show. Mm. And she had a car accident yeah. and passed away. That was another holy shit. Why are they doing this to and us? And continue on to the morning, Sam, period one, I believe, when Did you, me, and um, Rupert, our best and, mate, Rupert. And Mitch Ethan. And Mitch Ethan had to talk about the death of um, poor Mal. old Mal. Yeah. Shocking. Holy shit. Josh, this is an interesting one, and this is not one that many people have seen, but the people from the Port Arlington district would have seen that were with us at the time. Josh, there was a really popular – uh, carnival, mate. Back in the day, That's it, so Port Arlington is where we spent our ho- summer holidays at the caravan park. Just up from the caravan park, there was a carnival, mm-hmm. classic carnival, Ferris wheel rides, Dodgem cars, Dodgem cars, you know, twenty cent game, yep, clown game, all those sorts of cha 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 cha, and uh, the hammerhead, uh, uh, whatever what it's called. Fifty dollars a winner, fifty dollars, fifty dollars a winner, fifty dollars a winner, yep. Um, so there was one night uh, that the festival took place, which mm. is a massive, massive night in Port Arlington. And there was just – we would always go up as prepubescent, 15, very young, 15, very young, 16. small, uh, young males going up to the carnival, trying to strut our stuff, pick up some chicks potentially. Buck braces, all that sort of stuff. Hot ass. Thought you looked like a fucking king. Yeah, but you didn't. But, uh, wearing all your um, T-shirts that you got for Christmas that year. Yeah, and grandma, your shorts. Yeah, pink. <laughs> yeah, take the 10 bucks that Nan gave us and put it on the 20-cent game. We wanted to believe we were tough, yeah. Sam. We were not. Josh, and we found out that night. We Why were. did we find out that because night? Because, Sam, do you know what happened? Yes. They started the biggest brawl. I've ever yep. seen. Yeah. Like I've ever seen them. It was a mauling. It yep. was, it was disgusting. It one, was. but Sam, and it was a holy shit, like holy, holy shit. shit. I've got to get out of yeah. here because and it was, it was like people everywhere having a fight. Yeah. And luckily for us, we had our older cousin, Robbie, yeah. and mate of ours, Ben, who plucked us out yeah. straight away. Like and made sure we got to safety. And, and then, and then Sam, like just <laughs> phenomenal alertness from and protective instincts from the old man who was busy who never goes to the carnival no. ever um, unless he's bypassing from the jam donut van yeah hot like, jam donut you know, like he's never going to the carnival no nah. but he was at the carnival yeah. at the time of the fight he because he, us. he sensed he sensed from the caravan park this is what he said he sensed from the caravan park something wasn't right and that there was a bit of disgust in the air with people walking past the caravan and he thought he'd just go down for a walk and just make sure everything's all right. Right. And at that time we got pulled out, Dizzy's there as well. He grabbed us. He grabbed us. And just took us straight back to the caravan. Straight back to the caravan and said, you know, this is not how people, this is not how people behave, all that sort of stuff. Phenomenal teaching moments. Phenomenal. I didn't really think about it. What a a moment. (laughs) Well, that's on the Pantheon. That was Dizzy, genuine, like, Dizzy Mufasa, yeah. Simba sort of ter- territory there. Phenomenal stuff. And, yeah. But that was a holy shit moment. That was a holy shit. I made sure I said, you know, it wasn't for 20 minutes I was actually able to speak after yeah. that. Because it was Shock. witnessing that. Like, we had not seen much as kids growing no. up, Josh. We were protected no. from that stuff. No. Josh, number five, holy shit moment. Sam, I remember another one at Port Arlington. Where? So I was just going for – I think I was just out the front. So we had a beautiful caravan spot and it looked out 
right into like ocean views. Right into, yeah, the, yeah, the bay views. So, and it was like on dusk. Yeah, and I was just looking hot out. Night. Hot night. So I was on dusk. And I think I was just like having a look out the ocean. I was like, oh, there's a jet ski and a boat in the water. Do you know how much room was there, like for them to move around and not hit each other? Mm-hmm. Didn't stop them. I remember watching this jet ski going really, really fast, like like flying across the glassy water, and I'm like, holy shit! Like that is going that that is going close to this boat. Like that is going really close. Like surely it'll miss. Little, all of a sudden, bang! T boned straight into the boat, and the bloke in the jet ski went flying over the handles. Everyone was fine. I don't know how. I don't know. And I remember there was three or four of us what looking at it, and I remember yelling at, "Holy shit! <laughs> like holy shit!" Ended up being a boat had to go out and pull this boat back in because it was it's it had sunk. Jeez. And the jet ski and there was I was on the news the next day because yeah. I got like the news helicopter in to talk about it. Phenomenal. I was on the news as a witness. Like, what'd you was, say? I don't even remember. I said, I think I said, like, oh, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this thing just kept teasing. So no going. one was injured. No one was injured. How someone didn't die would have been like centimeters away. And what about uh, the aftermath? Was there the guy frustration? Was like, frust. I think one. I think when something like that happens to you, like more Shot. grateful that you you're alive yes. because I think that bloke knew he could have died. And two, the guy that was driving the jet ski quite erratically realized, holy, like I've made a big, big blue there. But that was a holy shit moment. Josh, plenty of so holy much shit so moments. Gone on the news. Tell us your holy shit moments. What made the moments that made you go holy? Doozy, that is shit. Sam, do you know what? Also, this is in my, in the top five. But going on to our next story, this is also a bit of a holy shit time. Yeah. Okay, and a holy shit story. Remember the movie The Blind Side? Yeah. So people would have heard about this, but it's a bit of a lie. So I know he, Michael Orha, the. Main protagonist of this uh, story and real life event is saying that it's a lie. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Well, he he said that he thought, fantastic movie. By yeah, the way. great movie. He said he thought he was getting signing adoption papers, but it turned out he was just signing a conservatorship. What? Which is like. Like they're in charge of the finances, so this and is decision a Br- making. Britney Spears type, yes, of situation. very much so, very much so. And like he hasn't seen a cent from that movie or anything like that. Okay, so he's saying the parents have coaxed him almost in, when he was eighteen, yeah, into signing this, thinking he was getting adopted, adopted into the family, whereas they're actually signing the conservatorship. Okay, so, so they they making like the they money. make the money or they make decisions about his finances. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Bizarre. It's so, so there's something's happened here. Yeah. I don't know who to believe, but a bizarre story. Absolutely phenomenal story. Does it change the way you look at the movie? I mean, that would have been embellished anyway. Like some of the oh, scenes. 100%. Like a lot like, of the scenes. she's out there running the offense. And like in the hood, like – do you reckon she really went to the hood? Like, I don't know. To the houses? And no, probably. I don't know. Potentially. Maybe. But I, I'm not like, I don't think she'd be allowed to run the offense. Well, you, you never know. Like, yeah. she was quite a quirky character. Yeah. Outspoken. But uh, I don't love, I hope this ends well. Yeah. It hasn't ended well because it's already in the news and they're already 
arguing over millions of dollars. Yeah. You know what the source of much pain is in life, Josh? Damn, dough. Money. Dough. It creates wars. Yeah, it does. It, and talking of that, Sam, talking of Barney, what? our dog. What's this? At, is at a the long vet. Draw to, draw? At the vet the other day. Okay. I was going to actually talk to you about this and I haven't yet. But when the vet assistant came out and like got us to sign the sheets and sign the the consent about the, like about the um euthanasia and all about the putting down the, like putting down and the process and the ashes and all that sort of stuff. You were about to not want his ashes back because it was going to cost just too much. <laughs> You fucking tired ass. No, this is no, not. No, no, no. Sam, I saw that look in your eye. You gave me the look like, do we really need to get his ashes back? No, no, no. You did. No, what I was suggesting, Josh, what I was suggesting. Times With your eyes. Time, times times a type, by the way. Uh, was, it, was there another way? <laughs> was, was there another like, like, Besides cremation. Yeah. Was there like a way we could just get the body and like we could- Dis- dispose of of his body and maybe bury him somewhere. I don't reckon I could have done that. No, I, I understand that, but that's what I was leaning towards. Oh, I don't know. If and I was quite surprised at the price of like, the of the, the, of the crem- cremation. It was pretty <laughs> pretty not, pricey. Pretty pricey. Pretty pricey. Mate, it cost him, it cost pl- us about five times as much to cremate him than it did, did to, to buy him. To, and to buy him originally. Mate, absolutely. I reckon we got Barney for 200 bucks. I was talking to mum. It was 200 bucks. 200 bucks. It was 200 bucks. 200 bucks. And do you know how much that's how far that 200 bucks has got? <sighs> so far. Yeah. But, yeah, Josh, times are tight. Budgets, yeah. are, budgets are tightening. The belt is not loosening yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, Look, it did pass my mind. <laughs> Cremation, quite expensive. This, uh, but no, Josh, I was we were happy to pay the money. Uh, um, Sam, is that it? Josh, I think that's it. Yeah. Have a beautiful day. Beautiful week. Tell someone you love them, especially your dog. Especially your dog. Woof. <laughs> <laughs>